That was the Wimpy's Japanese pop punk ad. Hi, Andrew. Sorry, this is coming through late. I have to cancel um, our recording of a podcast, but I just thought I'd read my notes from the gig I went to on Thursday in replacement and then intersperse it with some noise. I went to a gig on Friday. Uh, I went to see the Halo Effect and Sugar. They were playing the Golpiri Dalo in Helsinki. Uh, four months after they were originally due, um, I wasn't going to review this because I just thought during the gig, there's nothing to review. It's just fucking brilliant. If you have the chance to see Meshuggah, go and see Meshuggah. The original show was postponed due to a sudden illness, a Meshuggah illness. So, you know, four months later, here we are in mid-August seeing Meshuggah. Um, I, got, I got a bit bored. The, the halo effects were... Well, they were good. They were, they they did what they did very well, but not my thing anymore, really. Uh, the ex-members of In Flames and few, uh, maybe a few other Swedish mid-90s melodic death metal bands from Gothenburg made some notes during that. This is the Halo Effect song, Shadow Minds. Shadow Minds. So when did people start clapping along at gigs in time, spontaneously, Uh, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, or even as a thing to do generally? It's awful. Stop, people. Stop. Maybe do it if the band asks, but not before the band asks. It feels like it turns a metal gig a bit too safe. Nothing weird is going to happen, it feels like. And I noticed this. Years ago, I went to see the the so-called Big Four, Thrash Four, Metallica, uh, Megadeth, Anthrax, and Sepultura. I think Sepultura was part of it. I don't know. Yeah. All these bands, it was just like people started clapping along and it just, I don't know, removed an element of atmosphere for me that I like. And I like in a gig, which is that if it's immersive, you don't necessarily need to clap along if immersive. You're not... It, 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 it's it's you're surrounded by the music and I feel the clapping just takes me out of it. I just don't like it. It's not nice. Um, also, I don't think I've been to such. The other note I made was I don't think I've been to such a. I don't know if there's a politically correct term. Uh, a, such a sausage fest in concert terms since I've been to uh, been living in Finland uh, for about three, three and a bit years now. Um, even the metal ones, even the punk ones, and the, even the grindcore underground ones, they, they tend to be fairly well balanced. This, this, it was not fairly well balanced on, uh, on 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 Friday. It was very very overwhelming. Uh, the, the final note I made is uh, the Koltvitalo is a late nineteen fifties building designed by one of the giants of modernist architecture of the twentieth century, and the most famous Finnish one, Alba Alto. Uh, it is a red brick construction and the concert hall. Uh, uh, which can host just under 1,500 people. It's a sort of gymnasium feel to it. It is also where I saw my first post-pandemic gig. Sparks, uh, who I love, uh, played to a seated and masked audience. 
It was, uh, I looked it up a bit in the Wikipedias, and uh, Alto designed it for free for the communist organization, which in 1958, it was its biggest it was ever in um finland um and it's considered one of his major works it was sold uh to the the city of helsinki in 1990 after the communists in finland went bankrupt uh, and throughout its history it's hosted decadent western capitalist bands so so there's nothing new on friday night uh, and so other other notes i made during uh now mrs jing sugar's uh set uh I swear my sugar strings, as in bass and bassist and guitarists, and vocals keep time by tapping their long beards on their chest. They all had long beards and they kept nodding their heads, maybe when they were trying to keep time with what the how the drummer was doing, because he's, he's an amazing experience to sort of witness. Um, oh yeah, this is my track of the week. It's from the album... Uh, Catch 33 from 2005 it has for some reason the sugar drummer decided to program all his drums so it's not the greatest uh, recording in many ways um, it can be good record, you know, program drums but he's, he's a monster he's a monster but this is amazing life so it's called I guess this section of the song is called In Death Is Death uh, and it's just an amazing riff and it was like it really stood out at a moment in the concert so to sort of witness um, cultural experience there is a soap there is soap in the dispenser paper towels stacked and the toilet and urinals are relatively clean people uh, put their plastic cups in the bin or out of the way no one talks to anyone they don't know um, next uh, Tom Morello solos yes uh, Rage Against Machine guitarist uh, it struck me. I was I was trying to link Meshuggah to music I knew. Uh, this is something I think most people do. Oh, it sounds like this, and it sounds like that. And uh, I felt like he he does these really amazing dissonant solos. But sometimes it was just very quite uh, atonal in a similar way to Tom Morello. But uh, then this linked me again to sort of the mid nineties uh, movement to sort of very rhythmic music. Um, but they take it to uh, so I said, uh, this is like Rupe Sepultura uh, taking to the most complex imagines. They started doing this style of metal. Meshuggah started doing this style of metal in the mid-90s, so there was all this sort of stuff around rhythmical music, uh, rhythmical metal in the, in, in, and heavy rhythms in the mid-90s, but there's so much more complex to it. Um, so it's, sometimes you watch the guitarists, they, all, they are doing the 010101 sort of thing that... Uh, is is um, quite prevalent in new metal. Um, so some of the riffs are incredibly simple, uh, simple in terms of melody, but the rhythm is anything but simple. Um, and it's rhythm, of course, that 
um, sugar is all about. Um, another note. There's a section separated in a second-hand record shop in West London that reads, simultaneously smarter and dumber than your typical metal band, which I think is really what Meshuggah is about. Uh, there's something that keeps that there's something about it that feels like it speaks to a very primitive part of my brain. Um, Meshuggah does this propulsion thing with timing. It syncs with a sort of meathead side of you whilst being incredibly complex uh, rhythmically. They really fuck with the uh, you. Um, and I think their genius is that they make it sound pretty easy. They're not doing a... Comp- there's no compulsion to count to bob your head to or to bob or but to bob your head or whatever they're doing um, nodding their head in that case, but yeah, this, you have these bands that you have riffs. They're very clever. They're, they're sort of the more tradi- tradition traditional prog rock riffs, I would say, where there is sort of this evidence of quite a heavy time signature thing happening. Whereas with the sugar, I feel like actually no, the, the genius is that they. They get you to feel what they're doing, and it can be in whatever time signature they want it to be done in, or any sort of syncopated beat or uh, polyrhythmical beat, that's polyrhythmical moment, but you feel it, and you don't necessarily have a compulsion to count it. Um, and and so the last note I made, when this was on uh, Saturday, is not wanting to diminish what they do, but I feel it's more like seeing a Mastercraft's it's, sort of, it's more like seeing master crafts people than artists, so maybe this is unfair comparison. And I've done a research into the definition of the two of what is an artist or a master craftsman, but picking out of the air with an artist, you're not sure you're going to get. You're going to get it. Might be amazing, otherworldly. It also might be shit. You think of Bowie, The Clash, Mingus, Sparks, Kate Bush, and so on. They're artists. These people who sort of you follow through their uh, ups and downs, and and, and they sort of do things as an art and um, craftspeople perfect what they do. It's no less impressive uh, than an artist, but it also it's also more guaranteed, more predictable, more recreatable, but to keep surprises, to keep enough variation, the nuance of Meshuggah is artistic. Um, and I guess this is sort of an interesting sort of contemplation of what, what is the difference between a master craft person and an artist. And um, yeah, artists, I would say, the difference is unpredictability, and a craftsperson is sort of someone who perfects something that is, uh, is something much more sort of also um, earthy, whereas art is quite ethereal. Anyway, um, I'm starting to ramble now, but yeah, um, this is going to be quite a short one, and this is, I guess, a gig review. Uh, it was a very good gig. If you get the chance to see Meshuggah, I highly recommend it. Uh, they, they, they know how to do their shit. It's great. Have a lovely day. And just to close us out, this is the Wimpies with Back to the Summer Beach. <laughs>